It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the Dub Network and the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 87, and today it's Josh Steven. Stefan, I'm going to get that wrong all day, I know, but... Steven. It's Steven. We'll make sure with him to just to do that. But um, I get it wrong anyway, you know me. I probably add S's and everything else that my kids tell me, and I'm going to get it wrong the whole time. Look, he's a local kid, right-handed pitcher from South Grand Prairie. Um, who was taken in that COVID year. He signed as a free agent. His yeah. numbers, go look at them. They're pretty dadgum impressive. We're going to get to him in a little bit, but first, let's get to the big league stuff, and let's start talking about the team that's obviously going to finish last in the American League. Oh, no. They're going to be horrible. Um, look, this has been ridiculous. Uh, look, it's not a great week. They lost three out of four to the Angels. This is yeah. Friday, by the way. Toronto's in town. Um, and so, guys, relax. Um, there's all kinds of that. This no, t- there was no way this team was going to hit the way they've been hitting for the first couple of months for yeah. the full season. It just yeah. wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and you know, and every team goes through this. Yes. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay, which beat the Rangers over the weekend, two out of three. What did they do? They lost two in a row to Oakland. To Oakland. Yes. Yeah. So, and and Oakland won seven in a row. I mean, we just it's just a baseball season, and it, it it's at a bad time, sure, and you know it it's it's. Somewhat good, uh, you know, that, that that the fans feel this way because after all the crap that they've been through the last few years, sure. uh, get Absolutely. excited, get greedy. But, you know, team, teams just don't hit with runners in scoring position like the Rangers have been hitting. No, um, exactly. And, and, and pitchers are going to run into problems. And, yep. and it's just – and it's going to happen all at once sometimes. Nate Evaldi's not going to go out every game, and John Gray, they're not going to go out and go seven and eight innings with one run every game. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. There are scouting reports. Things happen. Yeah, and, um, you know, it, 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 it's just one of those things. I, there, there, there's no real explanation for it um, other than it's baseball, and, and that's what Chris Young has said, and that's what Bruce Bochy said, that's what Marcus Simeon has said. Yep. And, and Who got kicked out last night, though. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, but it's just – it's just baseball. It doesn't have to do with, and I know this is a very popular theory, you know, this, the St. Louis game that kind of is the start of this. What, the last six, game six they losses lost. losses and eight yeah. games. The last yeah. game, the one nothing game, when Adolis Garcia and, and Leody Tavares and somebody else good were out of the starting lineup. And, um, you know, there's this thing that that's what started it. Bruce Bochy decided Bochy to sit. And gave, gave the game away, and now look at him. It's, it's just, that's just isn't it. I've brought that up with some coaches and and then players and executives and they just roll their eyes. It's just baseball guys. And then, and, and there's, These are there major. is nothing, there is nothing to the Cardinal theory. And, and it, 
it's driving me crazy. Yeah, well, the, the look, the guys throughout the first part of the lineup didn't score a run that game either. So there's nothing to say that if Adolis had been in there, if Leoti had been in there, that it doesn't go the same way. That just happens. These guys are professional baseball players. Even on a good team, the guys you're bringing off the bench perform and do it. Yeah. Sometimes you get in, run into a buzzsaw, and it's just – that's what it is. The the bats don't work. They had a, they left a lot on base. I mean, there's just a lot of things that happen. They're, yeah. they're leaving a lot of guys on base right now. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. It sucks. I know what you're feeling as a Ranger fan. I'm the Ranger fan. But I'm literally having to look at it, too, and go, okay. But I go back and look. You realize that the Rangers that won, went to the World Series for two straight years, their records were far worse than what they are right now at this oh, yeah. point in the season. They were not. They didn't start like this. Yeah. Neither one of them. Yeah, and 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 it, it's it's in all likelihood it's just temporary. Yeah. You know, and I, and I know Toronto's in town this weekend. Toronto's very good. Uh, the White Sox aren't good. Where the Rangers go after that, then they go to Yankee Stadium, then they come home for the Tigers, then they play the Astros. I mean, it's not. There there are a couple breathers in there, but it's uh, it's not a a cakewalk. And an MLB MLB season isn't a cakewalk. Nope. Um, but again. It's good that the interest is there. Sure. That's good. The Rangers know that they're a good team. They know that they're going to do stuff at the trade deadline. They know that they're going to be in contention uh, for the first time since, uh, you know, arguably arguably the 19 team was a little bit in contention, 17 and 18 barely. They still finished below 500. But um, 16 was really the last time. 16 is the last time, and they, they walked away with the West title. So it's exciting. It's it's good. It's okay to be greedy, but you got to have a dose of reality with it. And and right now, it's just one of those things. Absolutely, I totally agree. <laughs> and you know, look, coming in with Toronto, this is another good team that's yeah. kind of playing better too. So you know, if this team loses two out of three, that's three series in a row. They go through stretches like that where they're not going to. You know, they won how many series in a row had they won? Seven or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, it's just there's a point where you're going to go through a stretch of it. What's good is they padded their lead enough that they could go yeah, through a law like sure. this. And they're still – look, no other team is catching them. I mean, the Angels made a little bit of a move there yeah. and, you know, grew a couple of games in the standings. But, uh, what, Houston's still three and a half back. Well, here, here's the thing. This is going to happen again. Yes. And it's going to happen – it's going to happen a couple times. Yeah. They're going to go through uh, a stretch. It, it could be three times, four times. It's going to happen, and it's going to be okay. Yep. I remember, and, and this is what it reminds me of, and I'll never forget this when they did the Cliff Lee trade. Yeah. Cliff Lee comes over, and that very first game he pitched, I thought it was fantastic. My wife was like, we traded all the way for this guy. He lost six to six to four, six something to like five. That. But he could pitched a complete game yeah. with nine, seven <laughs> pitches. And he ended up losing. Gave him a couple home runs or something to that effect. The Rangers got swept that series. Right. They went into the All-Star break on a four-game losing streak. Right. And, you know, and look what happened. They won the division. Went to the World Series. Went to the World Series. So, you know, you just kind of I'm, – I'm I don't know everything there is to know about baseball, but I've been around it long enough to know that, you know, these things just happen. I mean, I was watching the game last night as it unfolded and uh, bad things were happening, and it was just like – it's, it's baseball, yeah. Hey, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I mean, I, you might have done this, but, well, you were out of play, but, you know. Yeah. Theoretically, if you're watching, you hit the table or wad up a paper. Or yep. 
Throw a beer. You do can, what a fan does. Throw a beer can at the TV, whatever. You throw out an expletive and and yeah. cuss and. But it, you know, it's just kind of like, all right, this is happening. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's, something interesting did happen in the game last night. Uh, after the seventh inning. Um, yeah, I want to hear what your take on this because I wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, after the seventh inning, there were three three Rangers were ejected uh, in this order: Marcus Simeon, Mike Maddox, and Bruce Bochy. Uh, they were upset about a a call that really could have seriously altered the outcome of the game and probably did. Um, Marcus Simeon check swing. It did not look like he went. It was close, but it looked like he held up. Um, First base umpire Ramon De Jesus quickly rung him up. Um, it, it, it would have been ball four, which would have put runners at first and third with one out. Corey Seager would have batted, um, and Corey Seager's very, very good and very hot right now. And it was a three-two game. The Angels had just taken the lead, so at the at minimum, you're thinking, all right, Corey Seager is going to hit a fly ball and get the get Travis Jankowski home. Right. Um, instead, first base was open with two outs, and the Angels wisely. Walked Corey, Walked Corey Seager, Seager yeah. and, and Nate Lowe came up and hit the ball hard, but it was a ground ball to second, and he was out. So, inning over, uh, Simeon had made a motion to the umpire, like, you know, point at his eyes, like, what are you looking at? Yeah. When it, and, and, you know, inning's over, so I put my head down, and I'm You're riding. doing stuff. All of a sudden, we hear this buzz from the crowd. I look up, and and I, I look up just in, in enough time to see Mike Maddox get ejected, and... um <laughs> Then, I, you know, the pieces kind of come together. It's like, well, Simeon must have just gotten ejected because why else would Mike Maddox be out there? And then, you know, Bruce Bochy came out and uh, was <coughs> moving pretty fast for Bruce. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it took him out a minute, and he got ejected. Now, <laughs> afterward, the question was posed, why wouldn't Mike Maddox go out? And Bruce said, well, he was on that end of the dugout, and he moves a little faster than yeah. I do. You know, I mean, Mike went out there to – Defend his player. Protect protect Simeon, and uh, sure, he got a piece of his mind, uh, gave a piece of his mind. He took uh, a little flesh with him before he and, left. And, and then, um, anyway, you know, it, it it ended up being a big deal in the game. Yeah. Um, one. I, I watched all the replays afterwards, and it was. It was yeah. a critical moment. Um, what we talked about, Seager didn't get to hit. And then, um, you know, in, in the – Ninth, the Rangers loaded the base with no outs. Um, and then – Boy, this team doesn't quit, do they? And then it would have been Simeon batting instead of Ezekiel Duran. And Duran's had a fine year. But sure. He's would, not – He's not. I, I would want Simeon up in that spot if I had a choice between the two. Absolutely. Um, so, that you know, that kind of ended up a 5-3 loss, but there was a little more to it than that. And then, you know, gosh, Sohei Otani hit four home runs in the series – I didn't think he was. I didn't think he pitched great. You know, he only struck out three. Um, it was effective he enough, I guess. I got to watch the first twenty minutes for the place. My son's in a play, and I went to the play last night, so I had to turn the phones off and everything. It looked like he was a little all over the place. That first inning, he had like thirty pitches. Thirty pitches, yeah. And um, you know, he kind of salvaged a, a decent start. You know, it's a quality start, two runs in six innings, but I didn't think he was great. Um, he's Evaldi had a. Good start, too. Yeah, of all these three runs and seven innings. Otani's right now is just on fire. I think he has homers in six of seven games. He has 22, which is the tide for the MLB lead. I mean, he's – They're just not little homers either. He uh, is and he, ripping the ball. Opposite field, 450-foot shots. It's it's pretty crazy. And, um, 
I, I, I think Rangers fans would all agree that they hope that Shohei Otani is no longer in the American League West after this year. So I, you know, th- so a couple things might be good about this. I think it's it, it's funny. First of all, I I don't know that the, the Angels are hanging around enough that I don't think that they're going to trade him. Yeah. I think they're going to try to hold on and see what happens. I think Moreno's too big of a, uh, a you know, he can't he can't make it. He, thought, he thinks he's going to sell the team, then he backs out of it. His ego kind of gets in the way. That's how he signs these big contracts. I, I think everyone thinks that Otani's going to go to the Dodgers in the mm-hmm. offseason. Um, and they thought, you know, there's been even talk. I saw a, a thread going yesterday. People always were talking to Newberg and other people about trading for Otani, um, which the Rangers could. They have enough people to do that. But do you rent a guy – it's probably not going to re-sign here. Although, I, I look, Ray Davis is willing to put money up on players. Yeah. I bet they at least kick those tires in the offseason for sure. But are they going to be able to outspend the Dodgers? I don't know. Yeah. And, he, and I think he wants to stay out on the West Coast. Uh, coming from, from the Pacific Rim over there, that's kind of closer um, and all of that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm – I'm watching it. He is the best player. I hope to God he goes to the Dodgers and he gets the hell out of the American League West. That's the Ranger fan. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. The Rangers will see him every year, just it'll only be for three games. Absolutely. Know, and, uh, and if they see him in the playoffs, of, it's a good thing. Yeah, That means exactly. that they're playing for the, the World, World Series. <laughs> if he goes to the National League, yeah. Yes. So, um, so we'll, we'll see what happens but that that's that's a very intriguing storyline the next 7 weeks until the trade deadline you know if right if if it goes down the drain a little bit on the angels what are they going to do um and you know but it's different now because there's that extra wild card spot so that's another team that thinks it might be in contention and sure thinks that they might be able to do this and do that and make a move here make a move there um so so but that's something to watch and then in the off season if if he isn't extended by the Angels. Um, that's going to be the story of the offseason. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The, like, I think we said it last time. I don't think the Rangers would, would go there. Um, you know, they the Rangers really were devastated when he didn't sign. It, it, it they, hurt, you know, when they. They thought they were in on it. When they courted him. It was like six, seven, eight teams. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty. There's a pretty funny story about. Um, they had the the team assembled in the lobby, getting ready to go, and um, one of them had gone to the restroom or something, and they left without him. <laughs> so the like they had the the driver come back to get him, and it was like driving like crazy, and yeah. But anyway, the going to pick him up or going to meet him at their the, his agent's office. Okay, and um, so. They they had the meeting. They felt great. They had the most money to offer. Right at the time. He yeah, did, that he, was because they were. It was a weird thing where he yeah, wasn't just a free agent. Yeah, he fell under the the international no bonus bonus pool, and you know the Rangers had saved money. They had acquired traded for some more money, more uh, cap money, and um, they were they were devastated. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. I, they were crushed when he didn't sign with them. And, um, you know, they had talked to the agent and said, you know, because it was, I think they were one of the finalists, or at least they think they were, and it was kind of like, well, uh, John Daniels asked the agent, we can get more money. And the agent said, it's not going to be money. And it wasn't, because the Angels did not have the most money. Right. Uh, he just liked the fit. And, 
Yeah, wasn't there someone in their organization that had been over a lot that he had gotten to know too or something like that? I don't know. It, uh, I don't re- recall that because the Rangers had definitely been over there too. And um, they had a, Rangers have a presence in the Pacific. Rim. Yeah, they, it, it might have been Mike Trout. You know, who yeah. knows? Mike Trout might have been the the draw. The, yeah, the sure. Presence. I mean, but, playing with the best player in the league at the time. But anyway, so, but but he's he. Otani's at the point where he's going to earn a lot of money. I talked to one of the Japanese writers um, who who brought up a good point. Otani's 29. Right. Okay. Um, he's going to get a lot of money. You, you, yes. Right. But they're talking, you know, $500 million deal. He's not going to be – he's probably not going to be a two-way player the rest of his career. Sure. At some point, at some point, he's only going to be doing one of those things. Yep. So the thought from this buddy of mine who covers Otani daily, he doesn't think it's going to be that huge of a deal. Uh, it might be big money, but it would be over shorter years. Um, so, I mean, that that puts more players and more teams in play for it. Right. But it's like, you know, at what at what point does that change? And, you know, Otani probably in his mind is like, oh, I'm always going to do it. Right, it just it just doesn't. You seem get to your mid thirties, he's probably either going to be. <sighs> I would guess the way he's hitting, he might be a hitter, but he throws a hundred miles an hour. I don't yeah. know. Well, and you know, he could be a part time two way player. He another, could be in a but, rotation. But another and, thing, you know, that complicates things for the Angels is you know Mike Trout's on a long term deal. Yep, and he's a two years older than Otani, but at some point. You can't have two DHs. At some no. point, Mike Trout is going to slow down, and he's going to have to do something other than center field. Right. And, um, you know, at, at that point, what do you do? Yeah. So, I mean, it's they, they could put themselves in a real bind. I also think at some point Mike Trout's going to get tired of if the Angels continue this path where they don't go to the playoffs or he's going to want to go to the playoffs and, and, and have that in his career and ask for a trade. And um, So, we'll see. But yeah. um, it, it'll be interesting this offseason and – Again, I, the Rangers are going to have holes to fill in the rotation. Um, DeGrom being one of them, you know, for 25 starts. Uh, Heaney's not guaranteed to be back. Martin Perez is not guaranteed to be back. So, um, yeah, I think the Rangers, and I wrote this in the Sunday read at rangerstoday.com for five nine 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 a month, 35 for six or $60 for a year. Um, I think the Rangers need to trade for a pitcher. Yeah. A, a good starting pitcher. A controllable one. Controllable starting pitcher. Um, Jacob DeGrom will not be there most of the season next year. Right. There is a good chance he'll be back by the end, but it would never – and I have no issue. If he's not there for three-quarters of the season, I have no issue with him saying, you know what, keep getting better. We'll just, we're going to do 25 and go. Yeah. You know, or whatever. So you need a good controllable starting pitcher. Yeah, and um, – and They have the resources you know, and to there, get And there are a lot, of, a lot of attractive names out there. Uh, Dylan Cease, who the Rangers may see next week, uh, with the White Sox, Corbin Burns with the I like uh, Burns. The, the Brewers. I think Shane Bieber still got some control with the the Indians, and and we know how they are with with uh, re-signing players. Right. So there there are names out there that would be very attractive. Rangers have the prospects to get them all. Yes. Um, so. Or not get them all, but to get each each Either one, one. Of, each yeah. one of them. If the Rangers are going to get one, they have the prospects to do it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, the Rangers can go into any store right now and have a black American <clears throat> Express card with no limit. Right now, they really can go shopping and get whatever they want. The problem is, 
you don't need to just go out and blow your wad on anything. It yeah. needs to be the right deal. Yeah. If you're going to have to part with some very good prospects, which you will have to, yeah, it needs to be for the right fit. Sure. And so that that's the situation. Okay, guys, listen, we're we're gonna we get we get ready to bring Josh on here. Yeah, yeah, I think he is about to hop into. The, oh, let me oh, let me make yeah. a quick announcement too right. before we do that. I should have brought it at the beginning. Uh, Mrs. Recliner Nerd and I are celebrating 20 years next year. Oh, yeah. So we are going to be out of town for the entire week. I think we've talked possibly about doing a live thing next Friday night during yeah. the game. Yeah. The, the Rangers will be in New York, uh, maybe going live on YouTube like we did. Bite y'all on like you did. We answered a lot of questions while yeah. we're watching the game. Um, I don't know, but uh, we're probably not going to have a normal show um, because I'm going to be gone all week. Okay. Um, that's, and that's, so. Yeah. You know, Take tell you up front about that. But I think the live show's a good idea. I'll be back Friday. We could do it yeah. that evening. Yeah, and, you know, Yankee series are always fun. And yeah. uh, we can We, we can hate the that. Yankees. Well, Ranger fans hate the Yankees. You don't hate the Yankees. But Yeah. Uh we can have it we can have we can have a drink and uh or cold. two and yep. kind of sit back and watch some ball and talk ball and, and wrap up what's been going on and uh, And invite you guys on to ask questions, do yeah. whatever while yeah. we're doing it. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, guys. The Frisco Rough Riders are going to bring us Josh Steven. Stefan, I'm going to get that Steven. right. Steven. Josh Steven's going to join us right after this. Brought to you by the Frisco Rough Riders. Uh, the guest segment on the Rangers Today Baseball, pro- Baseball Podcast is brought to you by the Frisco Rough Riders, who return home on Tuesday, June 20th against Springfield. Always a talented team there in Spring with Springfield, the Cardinals affiliate. A um, couple promotions uh, this up that that weekend, the twenty of the twenty third, twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. The twenty second is Thursday, Thursday as always. Uh, on Friday, get your post game fireworks. Saturday, kids run the bases, and the game highlight is the what if what a burger food bank. So we just got we're going to get into that with Josh Steven here in a minute, our guest. Uh, and then and then Sunday, post game fireworks again. Kids fun day presented by. Raising Canes, and Bark in the Park, my favorite. So go to Frisco Rough Riders, go see the game. It's great time, and uh, thank to, thanks to them for their partnership with the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. All right, guys, and joining us right now from Hickory, North Carolina, it's Texas Rangers starting pitcher Josh Steph- Steven. We just got that correct. I almost Josh did it wrong. Steven. Josh Steven. I've watched him all year and watched the stats, and he's a local guy. He's from South Grand Prairie. Josh, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, man? Hey, uh, yeah, so we 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 asked this, our, our, our second show ever, I think it was our second one, maybe our third, Josh Young was the guest. Yep. And so we asked him, how often does your last name get mispronounced? <laughs> because everybody <laughs> Every says Jung, even to this day. Yep. Even with yeah. him being a candidate for American League Rookie of the Year, we still hear Jung every once in a while. Um, yeah, yeah. How about you? I mean, you you you're, you're Stephen, but it could go Stefan or Stefan. Yeah, he's got that A in there. That's what threw me threw me off. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I get that every day. Um, so in high school, everybody called me J Steph. So I kind of is a mix things up from day one, but. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. I don't really. Right, before, before we get into this, though, I've got to I've got to ask something oh, here to, to find important. out. Very important. Now, one of your principals at high school was Barry Foster, right? Mm-mm. Mr. No. Foster, you don't remember 
Okay, he's a he's an assistant principal at South Grand Prairie High School. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and, and I thought he was there in 2020. Maybe he wasn't there in 2020. I thought he was. Do you remember that name? Foster. No, I'm I'm not too too sure on that name. Okay. All right. We'll have to double check. I played high school ball with him. I'm from Duncanville, South Grand Prairie. The Warriors were one of our biggest rivals in baseball and football back then. Oh, yeah. So you you know Duncanville. Now back oh, then, Duncanville was actually really good at baseball back then. So was South. They yeah, were really no. good at baseball too. All right. Well, anyway, Barry Foster. Don't, don't just leave him hanging. Barry Foster was an NFL running back. Yeah, yeah, played for five years in the NFL. Was yeah. a leading rusher, a Pro Bowler. Played high school ball with me. Uh, ended up going to Arkansas. But all right, I, th- let's I think t- I think you played high school ball with him. Yes. No. Let's let's correct that. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 uh, scouts weren't knocking down my door. They were knocking down Barry's door. That's for sure. All right. Let's get okay. rolling. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh, before, before we came on, you said things are going pretty good this series against Bowling Green. Um, but it's been a little bumpy at times for Hickory. How, how, how would you rate the season so far for you guys? I mean, overall, like, yeah, we had that, uh, however many games skid it was. And it was just like, we couldn't seem to get on the same page with like defense and pitching and all that and hitting. And it was like one game we give up two runs pitching, but we'd only score one. And then another game we'd give up eight, but then we'd only score seven. And it was like, we couldn't get on the same page, but I think overall, like we are a very talented team and there's a lot to look forward to for the rest of this season. Um, And, you know, I think overall we're starting to get a flow going. And like I said, against Bowling Green right now, we're doing, doing all right, pitching very well last couple of weeks. Uh, But yeah, I think, Overall, we're a talented team. We just got to put it all together. All right. Now, how about you? Uh, your last start, you gave up two runs and struck out eleven. <laughs> didn't, didn't walk anybody. I, I, I think I think I saw this. Fifty nine strikeouts and eight walks this season. What yeah. what's what's working for you? Got an ERA below two. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. stuff. Um, in the off season, I didn't really have a pitching coach, and it was more of just like me filling myself out and what I know I needed to work on. And um, I felt that overall I needed to work on my posture and my stride direction a little bit. And once I cleaned all that stuff up, it kind of helped my strike percentage. And then once it, or I guess my zone percentage, I should say mm-hmm. um, with all my pitches. And then once I got that figured out, like all my pitches started tunneling better. And then we started figuring out like what to throw, to certain hitters and all this introduced a cutter. And I think that's where everything started taking off for me because it just made things so much easier. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to throw strikes and make your stuff work um, when you're able to make it look the same on every pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, overall, like, I'm just kind of doing me. Like, I've learned how to pitch better. Like, I've had this stuff for a little bit now, and it's just kind of putting it all together, so – um, yeah, it's been this year's been good for me so far. Okay, so there's a difference between strike percentage and zone percentage. Yeah, so strike percentage kind of goes into the play of the umpire. Like, okay, you can have lower zone uh, strike percentage because the umpire is not really giving it to you. Gotcha. Uh, but zone percentage is like in the track man zone. Is it in that square rectangle? Okay, gotcha. Uh, I mean. You learn something new every every yeah. show, and you know I I was digging into Corey Seager his numbers the other day, and they're outrageous. But like, you know, you can look at batting average and on base and slugging, but then there's 
expected on base average and <laughs> weighted expected on base average. And they all they all make sense. It's just it's just things you don't know. And yeah, what what you just said makes perfect sense. It really does. And Here's my analytics. He's good. That's <laughs> that's where I go. I, I try to read into all the war and B war and all that. I understand what they're trying to say, but I'm like, he's good. Yeah. Okay. That, that's where I go. I test. <laughs> so so the cutter. That I mean, that just seems like a huge pitch in the system. It just seems like it's something that has helped Cole Reagans. I think it's helped uh, Cody Bradford. Uh, it, 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 uh, Martin Perez, I think it's helped too. Um, is that you, you, you see a lot of guys who are, are getting, getting the cutter and, and working it into their repertoire. Yeah. I mean, especially this off season, um, a lot of guys that were four seam curveball, uh, a lot of them introduced that cutter, but I think, I mean, just for me personally, I introduced the cutter because last year my numbers against lefties weren't very good. And that's where most of my damage came from. So I think introducing that cutter helped me limit damage from them and made me get soft contact now. But the thing is, like, ever since I've been throwing the cutter, my four seam has slowly morphed into a harder cutter. So huh. it's kind of like, do I keep throwing it? Do I just, like, I don't know. It's the same pitch, just a little bit slower. So we'll feel things out, see how it goes. But, I mean, it's definitely been helping everybody, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty fascinating how the you know whoever does it maybe it's brendan cigara who's kind of like a wizard with with the ball and just pitch shapes and what they think will work for for people it's it's just it's a different variant of baseball but it's pretty interesting to see the trends i mean and for whatever reason it's the cutter i have a feeling yeah that the split is going to be the next one yeah, because Evaldi because really, of Evaldi, and he's tried to get other guys to throw it, and he talks to all the minor league. He really enjoys yeah. looking at the kids down there. Have you have you ever flirted with a split? I've tried it in like catch play and stuff, but like it's such a hard pitch, especially if you don't have very big hands. Like a like one of our guys, Spencer Mraz, he's got a good one because he's got man hands. <laughs> just, baseball looks like a uh, like a pool Golf ball. ball. Yeah, yeah. golf ball. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so the what you, John mentioned, uh, 2020, you you were not drafted, but that funky draft, they allowed guys to sign after the draft as un unrestricted or unsigned free agents. Right. Um, you would have been drafted, but there were only five rounds. But you had you had a you had a college commitment to Stephen F. Austin. Um why did you decide to 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 go pro? And and I mean, I asked because the most you could sign for was twenty thousand. I'm just wondering what went into that. Yeah, so I think my thoughts that were the main parts of that decision were school is going to be paid for in full, pretty much um, through the continuing education program with the Rangers and the MLB and all that. Um, and I. Like there was something in me that I just had this intuition that I felt like I needed to go pro and um, continue this dream. You know, like a lot of kids get passed up um, going to college and all this. And I felt like it was the right decision for me. And Josh Simpson, the scout um, that kind of got on me from area code, mm -hmm. he was very good and very persuasive. Um, <laughs> you know, like he was like, once you get here, it's like iron sharpens iron, you know, like you never know you could be a dude in a year or so just because you're around these guys and 
just holding yourself to a higher standard. So I think that's what kind of influenced me was like, I want to be around these guys and I, I want to be with the best. Um, so that's where kind of my head was at during that time. So let, let's say they'd had the full draft like normal. Um, it, back, it would have been 40 rounds. If you had been the 37th round choice, would you have, would you have signed with the Rangers? Was it, was it, was it that you just wanted I mean, to get going? It's tough. Uh, I mean, maybe, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, we had a good, uh, good 2020 class going into SFA. So I think if it was like one of the last rounds, yeah, maybe I'd give it a shot. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, I mean, it's worked out obviously. And, and, I know 2020 was a weird year and all you could do is probably play catch and throw to your, throw to your high school teammates. Uh, and, but, um, we're, we're what three seasons beyond that. You're, you're in high a, you're, you're probably pushing for double a, uh, but it also seems like the Rangers have had the luxury of taking their time with you and getting you set, to set succeed. up for success. Do, do, do you feel like you're on the right path? Do you feel like it's been too slow or has everything gone pretty much according to, to plan? Yeah. I mean, the Rangers are a very solid player development organization. Um, and they like to take their time with their players. I mean, as you can see, like, um, like a TK Roby, um, he moves up once every year. And that, that's just how it goes with the Rangers. Like we're, stockpiled in this organization and there's really no room to move up like double a AA and triple a is pretty much stocked up so i'm pretty much trying to stay where my feet are um staying present like i'm not trying to focus on oh i need to get to frisco be closer to home like yes it would be cool but uh you know i'm i'm just here doing my thing surrounded by amazing guys and amazing coaches so yeah yeah i mean you the the Pitching staff's really solid. I mean, you, you uh, your your roommate is is Mitch Bratt, who obviously is very very good, and um, was a fifth round pick in twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Yep. Um, Dane Acker, who who's been on our show twice, who we're big fans of personally, and uh, he just joined the staff. Uh, and a name a name a guy that I'm always intrigued by is Larson Kendrich. Um, kind of kind of a little older now not older, but he went to college and all that stuff. So um, what's the group like? Are you guys watching each other's bullpens, trying to learn from each other, all that stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for at least the starters, I know the bullpen guys kind of have their own little world they live in, but I think for the most part, all of our starters try and focus on each other and see what we can do better, see how we can learn from each other. Um, and like, even as the week goes on during the series, like we're learning how to throw to certain guys and they're like giving us feedback, like, Oh, don't throw this because he'll hit it 400 feet. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So I think overall, like it group wise, I, I couldn't be happier with who we got right now. Um, like Mitch Bratt, Larson, Dane, like they're all just really solid guys. Um, and I, I could spend all day with them and not, not have a problem. Like, yeah, we go back and forth kind of, Talking about uh, talking crap to each other, but you know it's all out of love. Uh, you, you probably didn't aren't aren't seeing him currently, but you had some time with Kamar Rocker. Um, how how is he as a teammate, and what did you see before uh, his his elbow needed some work? Yeah, I mean he's very quiet, um, very reserved, but he'll like make very 
funny remarks, just like in the middle of a meeting, just saying something stupid in the middle of it. It's it's funny, but uh, he's very quiet. Um, and then once we got the season going and everything, once we got to Hickory, he, um, I got him out fishing. We went to Hick, uh, Lake Hickory and caught some fish together with Mitch Brad as well. I think overall he's a very solid dude, um, very good teammate, very good competitor. But, yeah, it just sucks the way it kind of ended out for him. Yeah. Uh, so – you, you said you're not looking at Frisco, but I mean, you are, you are from Grand Prairie, Texas and uh, sure you grew up a Rangers fan. Do you ever catch yourself thinking, man, how cool it would be to play 45 minutes or 20 minutes from where you grew up? Yeah. I mean, that's the end goal. Um, you know, big league stadium, like every, that's funny you say that. Cause uh, whenever I would go run with my dog and stuff, I'd go out to Joe pool Lake on the dam uh-huh. Yep. And uh, like even in the off season, last off season, I would go out there and on the top of the dam, you can see Cowboy Stadium and Globe Life Stadium. It's just like as I'm running, I'm like staring at the field and it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, very cheesy. But at the same time, it's it's that's the end goal. That's where I want to be. And yeah. What's uh, next time you're over at Joe Pool, you got to come over to my house. I'm not that far away. Uh, you're a Grand Prairie guy. Technically. Yeah, technically. Yeah, it's more of the. It's the Manfield School District, but I think we still pay Dallas County taxes a little bit. But um, <laughs> and and then in the off season, you you do work out at, at TMI, which uh, a lot of times when you hear TMI, you're thinking, oh God, Keith Meister is yeah. going to be cutting on my arm or something. But th- they have a pretty good little off season group to, that that works out. Talk about what you do there. Yeah, so I think um, coming from the workout standpoint, like it's very influential and like josh simpson said the scout like iron sharpens iron and i had mason engler in there with the training and we had matt bush and uh like keona Kella was in there for a little bit and like all these big leaguers that come through and you're like oh my god like what what is going on so i think it's very influential because you can pick their brains see what they did throughout their careers and like certain, like whatever aspect of the game you can ask them about and they'll be fully transparent with you. Um, But I mean, like that's TMI was the place where things finally started clicking for me. That's why I started throwing harder. Everything started getting better all my pitches because uh, you know, like all the training that went into it during COVID it uh, really upped my game in my opinion. Um, you know, I started like I, in high school, I was like 90, 91 tops. And then once I got out of there and I got to Arizona for spring training, it was like 94, 95. I was like, Jeez. whoa, what happened? <laughs> what is going on? So, all that was attributed to like those guys and having uh, really good accountability partners like Mason. He's a big leaguer now. He's yeah one of the best dudes I've met um overall just from like the aspects of life um and the crazy things he does like the cold tubs like he's influenced my life a lot (laughs) um but yeah I think like all the training that goes on there it's just Sam Merstick the one that runs it he's he's a very good dude knows a lot so we had we had uh we had Mason on yeah uh, last early last season yeah he was talking about that stuff the yeah the cold taint the the Sub the sub zero temperatures and meditation. And Didn't he get in that little crouch? I can't remember. He was yeah. He was talking about all that. Cry, what was it called? Cryogenics or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Hey, where are you sitting now? Are you still sitting mid nineties? Is that where your fastball sits? 
Yeah, uh, not mid-90s. I'll probably sit like 92, 93, and I'll touch a four or five every once in a while. Okay. But, yeah. You got that in your back pocket when you need it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it was pretty interesting last night, the, the uh, Angels and the Rangers. Um, and and Otani and, and Evaldi were getting up on their pitch counts. And you kind of knew that was going to be their last inning. And they knew it, too, because they were – they picked it up a couple miles an hour. They, yeah. they, they knew that what they had left, they might as well just spend it here. So right. I always find that pretty interesting how, how guys can do that. And, and absolutely bring it at the end when you know, because those counts are there. All right. Well, um, I'm done with the baseball stuff. So now we hand it over to John and we haven't, we, we haven't had a new guest on for a while. So I know this was going to be fun. We got to dig up some of the older questions that we asked the first time. So <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. John, take it away. I've got it. So listen, I can't like him because he's a South Grand Prairie warrior and I was a Duncanville Panther and well, we are rivals. Now were y'all rivals with Duncanville when, when you were there? I mean, we weren't much rivals. Um, we were in the same district. Let me clarify my whole yeah. high school career. South Grand Prairie was in our district. Yeah. I think our, my last two years we were in our, in the same district, but it was like baseball the SGP baseball dominated Duncanville baseball and then Duncanville football dominated SGP baseball. So it was like, or football. Yeah. I, yeah. It's all were, changed. Yeah. Back yeah. then South Grand Prairie had the better football team and we had the better baseball team. It's just the opposite of back then. Huh. Now let me ask this. Did you play any other sports besides baseball? No, I middle school, I played football and basketball, but I mean, that was not lived very long. <laughs> you decided you baseball. To- yeah, once you go to a six A school, that's that stuff's kind of different. So I decided to go. <laughs> yeah, and it's all different. Back then, we played everything. I played baseball and football. I didn't play basketball. Everybody outgrew me, so I couldn't do that. But let me ask you this: Now you were going to go to SFA. You were going to go Stephen F. Austin. Did you have any other schools that were interested in you that you had a chance to go to? Um, I think towards the end, um, McLennan Junior College was also a viable option that I was um, thinking about. It's a good junior um, college program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the top in the state, top in the country, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I think that was another viable option. But I think all the other um, – Stephen F. Austin was the only D1, I believe, that was kind of actually offered me. Um, I think a bunch of JUCOs. Because, I mean, in high school, I wasn't, like, very good. Wasn't – didn't go all the perfect game stuff and get hyped up through them. So, I wasn't on the radar too much, to be honest. <clears throat> well, that was kind of that's kind of interesting. That's neat that the Rangers found you because you and I both talked about this after that 2020, and especially when we got going here a couple years ago. Josh Stevens' name was kind of the 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 brass were talking about him. Yeah, and you know this kid they signed locally and all of that, and uh, he was opening eyes. And you know, and you had mentioned it and at that time. I was like, who? Because <laughs> I didn't know who it was. And you said he's a Grand Prairie kid, so I started following what you were doing. And I was like, that's awesome. You know, a little local yeah. kid that's doing so good. And I say little, big kid. But <laughs> anyway, okay. All right. So none of these other things are going to work for me right now because you, you you haven't been traded or anything like that in drafting. So let me ask you this. So you always ask this in, in drafting. People usually get drafted and you ask them where they were when they found out they were getting drafted. So you didn't. You signed as free agent. There were only five rounds that year. Um, was there any talk you might get drafted or did you already kind of have a deal in place knowing you weren't going to go in the top five rounds? There wasn't any chance I was going to get drafted. I Like I knew they had their guys and um, 
yeah, I was kind of just seeing where the scouts would go. I think after the five rounds were done, that's when things really took off and uh, started getting on Zoom calls and all that with uh, Kip Fag and uh, Josh Simpson, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really didn't have any thoughts about getting drafted. Now, did you sign pretty quick right, right around draft day or the day after? It was like two or three days after. Yeah. So you you were there. All right. So, so did, uh, all right. So how did you sign your contract? Like, yeah. What was it? Did you do it in person? No, because, that was because this is right during COVID. Yeah. So did you do it in person? Did you, did you, what was it? Internet? Uh, yeah. Per, you sign or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah. We were on vacation actually. Uh, me and my family, uh, we were down in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Yeah. Um, and we were getting off jet skis and going golfing and all this stuff. And that's when uh, they finally sent the contract over and I just uh, digitally signed it and sent that back. So things right. start. So you, you, you golf. I know John's going to ask this later, but you, you like to play golf. Uh, I, I dabble a little bit, um, okay. but not, not too hardcore like these guys. <laughs> I guarantee it hits the ball farther than you and me. Probably. I guarantee it. Hey, let me ask this now. You were, so when you're a, a, a pitcher, you're, you're usually a pretty athletic person. Did you did you also hit when you were in high school, or did you just focus on pitching? Yeah, I was a two-way guy. I was going to Stephen F. Austin as a two-way. Um, whether that panned out, I don't know. But And my senior year, I was hitting pretty well, and things were going good both sides of the ball. So, um, yeah, I was a two-way. Wait, what position? Yeah, what did you play? I was a little utility guy in the infield. I was third, short, first. Um, but yeah. That's athletic. Yeah, yeah. If they're putting you on the left side of the infield or putting you in the middle at all, um, the, yeah. the, then you're pretty athletic. Let me ask you this now. Back when I used to play South and Grand Prairie, y'all shared a field. Did y'all still share the baseball field? No, no. They uh, they had built both of ours, so we had like a little deal going on that Grand Prairie got their field built first on the top of that hill, um, and it was a brand new turf field, and we got the same thing a year later. So, is it on your campus? Okay. All right. So that's interesting. But now I'm talking, this is your dad, your parents are my age. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your parents are probably my age. I mean, I, I went to Duncanville in 86. So this is way before you were thought of, okay, let's get into some food. Hey, what's your favorite kind of food? What do you like to eat? Man, when my mama makes uh chicken piccata, man, that, that's, that's it. Probably, huh? Yeah. That's, that's it. it. So that's the favorite home cooked meal. He won. he wore out two of them right there. What about oh, yeah. favorite fast food? I eat Chick-fil-A a lot. Everyone um, does Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. But Waterburg, I, I, I probably have to say Waterburg is my favorite. So, so it, right there, at a boy. So he's going to tell us right now that's going to be better than In-N-Out. Now, have you ever had an In-N-Out burger? I, I multiple times, correct? Yes. They're not yes. bad burgers, are they? But us Texas no, boys, we're never going to say it's better than a Waterburger. No, no chance. I, so, <laughs> do you go to Bojangles? No. Is, is there a Bojangles in Hickory? Mm-hmm. There is. That's not my thing, though. That's not your thing, huh? But I heard. What, is like, it a burger place? No, it's it? it's a chicken place. Okay, all right. And all right. it's it's North Carolina, the Carolinas. It's a it's a big deal. Like North Carolina people swear by it. And I've I've only had it like at the uh, Charlotte Airport, and it's always crowded. I'm hungry and just want to eat something, so I haven't really like done a deep okay. dive on Bojangles. But everybody's like, oh, Bojangles. That's the place. Okay. Have you ever gone there, or you just don't? I think. Uh, last year, me and my buddies were going to the coast to go fishing on, uh, I think it was the All-Star break or something. And uh, we stopped at Bojangles, and I didn't get anything because I had already eaten. But uh, 
that's how that's how me. All right, let's go into our spare time. What do you do in your spare time? You, you fish. You talked about that. Do you hunt? Do you play golf? Yeah. What do you do in your spare time? Hunting and fishing is my main thing. Um, you know, in the off season, I'm going to be fishing quite a lot, hunting a lot. Um, but yeah. What do you hunt? You deer hunter, bird hunter? What do you do? Deer, hog, just anything that really walks. Turkey. <laughs> yeah. What's your recipe? You got any good deer deer meat recipes or what? I hunt too. I hunt and fish. I, I don't fish as much as I hunt, but, um, yeah, I hunt deer and hunt dove and go dove hunting. What's your, you got a little favorite recipe you do on any of your deer meat? No, I mean, when we get it processed, they usually just do the, uh, sausage and it's like, uh, I don't know what's all in it, but that's probably the favorite. My favorite yeah, the sausage, you get your, like a, it's kind of like a blood sausage, one of those, yeah. like a summer sausage. Yeah, I don't like the venison. You don't like venison? I don't like venison. Then you're not cooking it right. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't like it. Josh, you, you ignore him. What? I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> so, so, but where do you fish around here? Joe Pool's got, got crappie. Yeah, Joe Pool's got some crappie. Um, there's a little cove down in Joe Pool that I've gone fishing a little bit. Um, but I think there's this pond on Prairie Lakes. That, you know, once the sun's kind of going down, I'll go creep onto the golf course and hopefully I don't get kicked off, but I've caught multiple <laughs> big fish out of there. Um, hey, you a catch and release guy. Is it just fun for you or? Yeah, it's more of just a sport. I don't really, I can eat fish. I don't really. You don't go out of the way for it. Crappie is yeah. good eating, but some is of the, it? I've never, I don't crappie's know, I've never the had. best local fish to eat. Bass. Just, I mean, I guess you can cook it and make it okay, yeah, I but never, I never it's more catch and release with that. They're fun to fight. Um, yeah. But, but crappie, crappie's good eating. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to, Josh is going to have to take me fishing this off season. <laughs> You're right there by him. I'm going yeah, to go too. We're going to go meet and absolutely. fish. I'll bring my son. Yeah. He loves to fish. So yeah, absolutely. We'll have to go do that. So you, so you do, you do fishing, you do hunting, you do, um, you play a little bit of golf. Any video games? A lot of the kids these days are into the video games. You play any of the video games? Yeah, those kids like you for Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I no, not really. I, I haven't really touched my Xbox in probably a year. Like I'll play every once in a while with my buddy uh, that goes to AM, but no, that's not really. It, I, it just doesn't consume me as much as hunting and fishing does. That's that's it. You got to get outside. I'm going fishing next week. Cat so, and I are going to so, go. So, so what do you what do you what do you catch there in North Carolina? Yeah, so when it was me, Kumar, and Mitch, we went to Lake Hickory. There was a little cove that looked good, and uh, we caught um, – and one day we caught probably four or five spotted bass. Okay. Um, he Kumar caught a pretty nice largemouth. Um, but, yeah, that's really all that's here so far that I've seen. Um, I went to go fish the spillway. Mason showed me a spot over by the spillway off of Lake Hickory, and looks really good. I ain't caught anything yet, though. <laughs> So uh, do you do you have like a uh, a prize? I don't know a, tro a trophy a trophy deer or a, yeah? What's the biggest big, fish? Your you biggest got? fish? Yeah, you because know, you don't just fish in lakes. You you said you went to the coast, so yeah. Um, my biggest bass that I've caught was probably I didn't have a scale on me, so it was probably close to seven eight pounds. Um, That's I was actually, huge for a largemouth. Yeah, it, it was very big. Scared the daylights out of me. Um, <laughs> Where at? Was it? Was it local here? I was actually going on a visit to Oklahoma State, and me and my dad were just messing around. We were like, "Okay, this pond looks good. Why don't we just go hit it up and uh, kill some time?" 
and I was just casting out in the middle of the pond with a frog because it was just full of grass and it ended up popping up and it was probably like seven and a half, eight pounds. It was oh, man. ridiculous in the middle nice. of a neighborhood. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> that fish probably journeyed from a lake over to that where it's just kind of taking it over at one of those ponds. All right, listen, we're going to let you get out of here, buddy, but I got to ask the one question I ask everybody at the end of it. And I'll give you some examples. It's always, it's what is something nobody knows about Josh Stevens? Now, let me give you some answers. Jack Leiter hates peanut butter. Davis Wenzel got his finger cut off when he was little. Um, who else we got that had some interesting stuff? Well, the Brock Burke's the best one. Yeah, the best one of all has always been Brock Burke. He's a sleepwalker. So there's stories about him getting up in the middle of the night and, you know, walking down the hallways or scaring his roommates back in the minor leagues. What is something nobody knows about Josh Stevens? The movie Inception. I can't get behind it. The movie Inception. It just <laughs> hurt my brain so bad. I I just I can't do it. I've watched it one time and it's just altered my reality. <laughs> is it is it a is it a big movie with the kids? Uh Inception. Yeah, it was with uh Leonardo DiCaprio. It was probably early. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, oh. okay. All right. I think I've seen that one. What's the what's the plot line on that one? Is it the um it's basically like they can go they somehow inject drugs into themselves and like it, yeah. they're in an alternate reality and then once they're they're in that reality they can go into another and inject themselves in that one and it's just like it's just reality and reality and reality and it's it hurts yeah 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 yeah. it was weird i'm sorry yeah. it's, it's some of those shows i'm too old i mean i'm 55 years old i get into some of that and i just lose it i'm 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 done I've, I've seen a few of those that artistically they always get all kinds of awards and i'm like i don't get it that's just me so what is your favorite movie if you if you can't get behind inception tombstone, tombstone all right my favorite can't argue with that that's this it's kid's trying to steal my heart here. I'll tell you what, one. your mom and dad yeah. raised you right. That's all I can say. Your mom yeah. and dad raised you right. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, Josh, listen, we're going to get you out of here. Uh, appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, we'll have the audio version out tonight, probably get the video out by weekend or Monday and, and get it to you. But uh, good luck in your next start. Thanks for stopping down and doing that with us, bud. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you guys. That's Josh Steven. Right-hand pitcher for the Hickory Crawdads and Texas Rangers, one of the top prospects in there. Josh, good luck, bud. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Down in the Bus Leagues is brought to you by the Round Rock Express, the Rangers AAA affiliate. They are in the midst of a two-week homestand, finishing up uh, this week. They're the Chupacabras. I always screw that one on. Chupacabras against the El Paso Chihuahuas. A lot of good stuff this weekend if you're listening to this. Next week... Uh, the River Cats of Sacramento, they're the Giants affiliate. They come to town. Taco Tuesday, $2 Taco Tuesday on Tuesday, the 20th, Dollar Hot Dogs on the 21st, their own Thursday, Thursday on the 22nd, and then some pretty good promos uh, the weekend of the, the, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. On the 23rd, it is Marvel Defenders of the Diamond Knight, and the, the Express will don superhero-inspired costumes, including a logo created by Marvel, that's cool. And there are fireworks that night. 24th, a lot of people are going to like this. You got The first 1,500 fans will get a Nolan Ryan bobblehead uh, from his Angels days. 
So get there early because those go fast. And then the 25th, Kids Day, uh, to wrap up uh, their their homestand. So, um, folks, thanks thanks again to the Round Route Express. Go visit them at MLB, MILB.com, and we'll see you at the yard. All right, guys, and welcome to Down in the Bus Leagues, brought to you by the Round Rock Express. As you just heard, it's time to go down to the Bus Leagues and talk about all things minor league, and we're going to start at the bottom. Let's go all the way down to Down East. The Down East Wood Ducks are 35-22, and 7-3 in their last 10. Yeah, uh, they did lose good. one, but um, they're not playing that bad. They're no. actually got a pretty good record, and they're winning down there. Yeah, they're, they've got they're, you know those young hitters are starting to come around. Um, you know, there are a couple of concerns, like Ian Muller struggling a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Yosi Galan has shown in his power. Uh, Cam Collier's gotten better. Tommy Specht, who we talked a little bit about last time. Right. He's, he's been very good. Uh, Glider Figueroa is starting to figure things out a little bit. So uh, those are good things. You know, Anthony Gutierrez is still not there. Uh, he should be rejoining them soon. So, uh, but it's it's been pitching, and, and Jose Corniel, who uh, is is, um, I think he's he's nineteen or twenty. He's nineteen, about to be twenty. His birthday actually might be this week. Okay. Um, anyway, he's been really, really good. It's his second year there. I would expect that that he is in in Hickory before too long. Um, and then Brock Brock Porter is still very, very good. He, he had a short start last week. Uh, he threw twenty nine pitches in the first inning and only got two outs. So I think they went ahead and, and got him out. Just one of those things that happens with young pitchers. You don't you don't thirty is kind of the magic number. You don't want him to go above that in an inning. Um, so and you can't you can't do a rollover in in the league play. Yeah, so it, yeah, you got to pull him out and just he, go. But he's been very good. He he those he allowed two runs and those are the first runs he'd allowed since April. So. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't worry too much about him, though I have I have inquired about his status and just haven't heard back yet. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a fun team to watch. But again, teams at that level, a lot of ups and downs. You know, the, the complex league has started, and, and so eventually some of those guys are going to move in and be young right. and go through what all these young guys went through at the start of the year. So I, uh, I tried to look up Sebastian Walcott and didn't see much of anything. The DSL had only played a game or so, and yeah, you know, the, the stats can be tough to come by from 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 there. Right, um, they do a better job with it with the complex league, but it's still pretty spotty. Um, and then you know, it's beautiful in the Dominican. It really is the weather. It's tropical. It can be a little hot and humid, but it can also rain all the time. Yeah. So, so there are a lot of factors that go into to, to that, but. I, I, I do wish that the uh, statistics and, and things were more easy to come by. But I think the Rangers had some officials there this week. Oh, okay. So. Um, let's see. Hickory, they're 24-32. and 32. That's actually better than last week when we were talking about. Uh, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They've won three in a row. And, uh, you know, pitching there is – well, we talked to Josh. Yeah. Who's done well? And he's got an ERA right at two. I think it's. I said it was below two, but it's actually I checked while we turned off there to two oh six. But still, I mean, he he's had a great year. Dane Acker, who's shown up pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's encouraging. I think his last two starts, he's gone four scoreless. Um, it, it, it's just a matter of time until they unleash him to go a little further. So, uh, he he's he's he is older. He went to college. He's got to um, be just glad to be back on the mound. Glad to be back on the mound after dealing with injuries, but. Um, he's probably doing what a guy his age should be doing. 
uh, to those hitters, and I would expect that it's not too terribly long until he's in Frisco. So maybe Corniel can take Acker's spot. Uh, but, uh, you know, jo- Josh Steven, we just talked to. Um, Mitch Bratt. Eight walks for, for Josh Steven. In 50, he's 59 got. 59 f- strikeouts, I think. In 50 innings. Yeah, that's that's solid. Mitch Bratt's on the developmental list. Uh, nothing too serious to worry about. A little fatigue there. And uh, um, he'll be back. You know, he, he did have to ramp up a little bit earlier because of his uh, uh, Team Canada experience. He had, to get, he had to get ready for the World Baseball Classic a little, a lot sooner than any, any of the minor leaguers had to. So, right, uh, just a little break for him, I think, and he'll be fine. Um, you know, the the offense, like Josh kind of hinted, is is up and down. Yeah, you know, like Co- Cody Freeman, a past guest of ours, who's trying to catch full time, he's hitting under two hundred, but um, expect that to turn around just because he's good. But Max Acosta is still still being steady and 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 looking good and. If, if it, anything were to happen, let's say, to Acuna as far as getting promoted from Frisco to Round Rock, if that's in the in the future, then maybe Max Acosta can get a little uh, get a little Frisco time. Yeah, it's all got to roll uphill, and the problem is the uh, infield in Arlington, Texas, is pretty set, and there's not a lot of guys. <laughs> to, I mean, it would have yeah. to be a, probably a Duran or Smith injury or something to roll someone up that would roll up somebody to come up. Yeah. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Right. But it's obviously he's not in double-A because he's not good enough to be in double-A. He's just got to get somewhere where he can play all the time. Yeah, yeah, and he does, and he, you know, he he's he does have the injury, you know, the not playing in 19 after he was signed. Right. 20 being a, a wash. COVID. 21, he had to have thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. So, Last year was his first full year back. He's still a little short on at-bats. There's no need to rush him because of what they have in the middle infield and in right. the system. But I would think that because he is a little bit older now, that, it's that he, he could probably handle a taste of double-A. And, and Absolutely. So, anyway. Speaking um, of double-A. Yeah. Frisco Rough Riders are 27-32. and 32. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10, which they, yeah. they've done better. Uh, they've won one. Uh, Carter's still not there. Right. Right. He's in Arizona getting his wrist mended and getting his swing tuned up a little bit. That shouldn't be much longer, I wouldn't think. Well, he just started out on a tear. Then he got yeah. hit twice on that wrist. And, right. And, you know, that's nothing problem there. That's just – Yeah, I don't think that's – He's going to end in Frisco for sure or maybe even – Sure, see. sure. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I found interesting in, in looking over Frisco is that the uh, their home run leader is Thomas Ajaycee. What's he got uh, now? How many? He, he has eight. You know, not a ton, but uh, but know, those so. have come recently, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like he went on a tear and he's he hit like five in about ten days or something like well, that. Well, he uh, you know he he was late to camp, uh, tending to a, a family medical issue, um, and and so it took him a little while to get going. But once he's gotten going, it's been it's been great. And um, you know, you look at that roster. Dustin Harris has been there all year. Uh, Luis Angel Acuna has been there all year. Aaron Zavala just got there, so yeah, you know, give him a little a little time to build into uh, some some statistics. But uh, Thomas Ajaysi is your home run leader at Double A Frisco, and you know he's he's a gritty guy. Um, Look, let's let let's. I, be, I think he's I think he's got a chance to do something um, at some point. I, I always go back to this. He was taken in the fifth round of that twenty draft. Yeah, there were only five rounds because of COVID. He was a Pepperdine. He was going to Pepperdine to play college. The Rangers saw enough 
to go get him and pay him a little bit over slot for it mm-hmm. that he did because they signed uh, Carter under slot um, at, in the second round. That there was something there, yeah, and his numbers sure. in high school, his junior year, were crazy. Right, and then he had started out his senior year before it got cut short. He already had four or five home runs yeah. in like a week. Or something like that. I love it. He doesn't bat with batting gloves. I already talked about that yeah, on here yeah. when I saw him that day and I was talking to him. Um, that is a that's a dude. That's a guy that will be in the big league somewhere. I think so. Yeah, because he can play a couple places defensively, and um, you know, he, let me tell you, he's going to help this team. He is either going to be a big leaguer for the Texas Rangers, or he will be a piece of a deal that brings something back. Yeah. Yeah. He is an attractive player. Yeah, and that's something you got to consider this time of year is, is, is who might not be here after August 1st, which is the trade deadline this year. <coughs> that's um, right. So, uh, But in Frisco, uh, Acuna and Harris, um, they've combined for 52 stolen bases. Dustin Harris has 24. That's a big for, guy for, for stolen bases. big base. guy, yeah. Um, and then on the pitching side, you know, Leiter had an okay start last, last time at, at Corpus. I think he pitches tonight maybe. Yeah, uh, Owen White didn't pitch his last start. We're yeah, what happened, oh, what happened there? Yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't we didn't mention that in the the big league segment, but yeah, Owen White got a little a little taste of the major leagues and uh, got sent back the next day. As often as the case, they went need, right back to Frisco too. They needed an arm. He was on the forty man. He was supposed to start that night in, in Frisco, so he was fresh and uh, went in there. Gave up three runs. You know, um, not a lot of solid contact. The home run I didn't even think was hit that well that he gave up, but. Um, he was very humble, very grateful. He'd actually shaved, still had that mustache, but the beard was gone, and he looked <laughs> he, he looked like a pro. Had a lot of a lot of family and friends there, so it was it was pretty neat. And um, Cody and, Bradford, who and he has played his way off of my top twenty list. Oh, that's right, that dude. That's right. He made a start in the major leagues. Yeah. He played. He pitched, and that's that's it. He's gone. Sorry, he well, doesn't make right. my top 20. All right, that's fine. All right, let's go to AAA. We're AAA Round Rock Express are 37 and 29. They're in first place. No, they're in second place. Uh, they're 6 and 4 in their last 10. They've won one. Uh, Wenzel's still pretty hot. He's still Yeah. Hot. Hey, come on our show and hit a home run that night. Yeah. Then yeah. He's hit another one since. Um, maybe a couple since. I mean, this guy's on a tear. He is. Uh, his, his OPS is above 900. <clears throat> um, it's good to see. We talked about it last week. I wrote about it at rangerstoday.com for – only five ninety nine a month, thirty five for six months, or sixty for a, a year. Um, the health is such a big thing with him, and and he talked about it. And once you're healthy, you can find something and you can repeat it, and you can get the reps and stay on the field and and react to it and make adjustments. And um, you know, I mean, this guy this guy was in two thousand nineteen the co Big Twelve, 12 Player of the Year with Josh Young. Yeah, with the and I've heard of him. Yeah, I've heard of him too, and so. This 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 guy can play and he can play defense well at, at a couple infield he positions. Played some shortstop he in can college. play shortstop. He's played he played shortstop professionally. I mean he can yeah. play he's played shortstop this year, I think. He can play shortstop. Um so, you know, that's that's always a that's always a pretty handy tool for an infielder to have. And I'd imagine that and he's he's said it, he could go out to the outfield and play just fine. He was yeah. a former catcher. Yeah, you know, in high school, he went to Baylor as a catcher. He could probably play first base. I mean, it, you know, this uh, the, if he hits, they'll find a place for you. Yep. You know, and uh, Sam Huff has been hitting. Yeah, and well, that, and now he's now he's uh, back on the Rangers roster. They finally made the move with Sandy Leone. Um, I don't know how long Sam will be with the team. There's the whole Brad Miller thing. He's rehabbing and 
in uh, Glen Otto. Grand Rock. Glen Otto has has returned to to pitching. He pitched uh, Tuesday night and gave up, I think, three runs in two innings, but only needed 36 pitches, didn't walk anybody. Uh, so he's going to be an option at some point. Cole Reagans is down there now. He started Thursday night. Uh, he's being slowly built up. He threw 44 pitches. Yeah, they're stretching him a little bit. They're stretching him out to be a starter. I mean, they, they, one thing the Rangers don't have is is really good starting pitching depth, which is something they thought they would have. Uh, they lost, obviously, to Grom. Um, at some point, you know, you know, John Gray's dealing with a blister. It should be okay. But at some point, some point – some they're pitcher gonna is going gonna, gonna to need to go on the injured list. And, you know, Cody Bradford, who's still with the team, um, he started Tuesday and was great. Um, what do you think he's going to get to start Monday? Uh, well, if John Gray if John Gray pitches this weekend, which he's on schedule to pitch Sunday, then they won't need Cody. And Cody will um, eventually return to Round Rock. Although, although you know, I mean, why not? Why not give him a look? You know, they don't have they don't have Cole Reagans in the in the bullpen right now. So why not? Why not see what Cody Bradford can do over three relief innings? I mean, it was pretty good the other night. He's he's he did real good the other. I was really yeah. Good. He's he's comfortable. Uh, he feels better about being in the major leagues. He knows better what to do and throw strikes. Yeah. And anyway, it was good. It was good. And, when he uh, got beat that night, he didn't get beat by walking people. Yeah, I mean, he got beat with with bad location. Yeah, yeah, and um, um, against the wrong team. Yeah, so, uh, but I, that's what it, it's the most frustrating thing that I, I I have with pitching is the walks. Yeah, I would rather you get your brains beat in with home runs and doubles and all of that, and just go. You know what? You suck tonight. Everything was out over the plate. Yeah. Then giving away free bases, make yeah. them earn their way on. Yeah, well, I mean, that, and that's bitten the Rangers relievers. And, <laughs> it's gotten to Heaney and Martin Perez a couple times this year. So, yeah, if you don't if you don't have anybody on base, uh, a solo home run's not going to kill you. But right. if you have two, if you walk two guys and somebody hits a home run, well, and then you leave one out over the plate because now you've got to come down. Then the you're middle. then you're in trouble. So uh, we're we're on the minor leagues here. So yeah, but anyway, I mean, back to the starting pitching depth. You know, Glenn Glenn Otto was going to be a guy. Cole Reagans is going to be a guy. Owen White is now a guy, I guess. Um, Colwyn, however, continues to struggle. He he returned to Frisco last week. Um, or Frisco? Frisco, I'm sorry, to Round Rock last week. Um, didn't pitch great, but wasn't awful. And his return, then the, his start this week was not very good. He allowed six runs and four innings, and he walked six guys. The walk, the walks have got him. I don't know. It's it's not like it, he's not like he's throwing it to the backstop. So it's no. not like the yips. It's just something, and uh, it. it it, could it, this be it, that that automatic strike zone? It could or be, sure. It it could be, and because um, uh, he was but, so but, good in Double A. But the 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 six walks, mm, you know, you you and and look, we just talked to to Josh about zone percentage versus strike percentage. Yeah, and how it's a difference. And I would imagine though that it at Round Rock, they're the same number. Yeah. Because there is no human element of the umpire. So um Rangers aren't giving up on him. He is on the forty man roster though, and, and um the Rangers are gonna need forty man spots. I'm not saying that they're gonna DFA their twenty eighteen first round pick, but um if they don't see things coming around, maybe they try to move him. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. Could I, be. I don't know. But hey. he's he's also still very young. 
Spencer Howard was a first-round pick, a top-10 pick, I think, or yeah. something like that, and he needed a change of scenery. Yeah, and, well, he might need another one. Yeah, yeah but, and, and uh, we'll see. I mean, he – yeah, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but anyway, uh, you know, and I, I still I still wonder if Chase Lee and, and Mark Church are going to get opportunities this year uh, in the bullpen, uh, if especially if they don't pull the trades that they want to pull. They continue to have some questions down there. I wonder if one of those two doesn't get a look. Yeah, or both. For sure. That it. That's it. Yeah. Um, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which continues Is, to have good stuff. Yeah, and it continues goes up. I'm gonna be out the ball field tonight. Uh, I'm getting ready this weekend to head out of town. Uh, Twenty years for me and the missus. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, Congratulations. She, and, and, and you've got to wonder her train of thought, and <laughs> you know, you got to question. Her decision making. Yeah, you really do. I mean, the fact that she has stayed with me for twenty years. But uh, you know that. How, how long are you and Miss you and Jen? Uh, this year will be fifteen. Fifteen on the twenty eighth of June. So that's you had a summer wedding too. That's that's coming up. Uh, I think I don't know what's today. Yeah, today's the twelfth. So it's it's on a Wednesday. Twentieth is Tuesday. I know that. That's mine. Yeah. So twenty plus one would be twenty first, which would be Wednesday. Plus mm-hmm. seven would be twenty eighth. So uh, the twenty eighth of June will be my fifteenth wedding anniversary. And, and uh, the way Wednesdays have worked out, we'll have soccer practice and baseball practice at the same time. So um, that'll be a fun one. Okay. Maybe well, maybe we can go out that. You way. heard him, Jen. He remembered your anniversary. So he uh, I'm the one. I'm the one who remembers dates. <laughs> At my house, I don't. Of the two of us, I'm the one who remembers. If my wife didn't give away, you know, didn't contact and get gifts for people and all of that, nobody would ever get a gift because yeah. I've just never been that way. Uh, but she she gets everybody shopping done for Christmases and birthdays and do all of that. Okay. I did remember Mother's Day. Attaboy. To do. Oh, by the way, Happy Father's yeah, Day. It's coming this weekend. So for both of us, Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you out there if you're hearing this. And we're going to get out of here, guys. I'll be at the game tonight. Jeff's got baseball. Game. Yeah, yeah. Friday night game, 10 you uh some big tournament where people are making money off of kids and uh <laughs> TR yeah. talk to him about that. He loves that. And then uh <laughs> Saturday we got we got a double header right right when the Rangers will be playing. So I probably won't be back until Sunday. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well I'll be out there tonight. Guys, thanks for being a part of this one. Thanks to Josh Steven for coming on with us. Until next week, which we will probably go live this week because I'll be out of town, but we're going to probably put something together, I think, that, that Friday night. Guys, until next time, we'll see you at the yard.